Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah. Lili Nishmasimi Mirosi Rus Bas Remodchai. The Oilam is in a great mood today because we have a guest all the way from Monroe. Avi Minkov, right? Shalom Aleichem. That's why if you hear a lot of. The Oilam is excited. Yeah, yeah, the Oilam is very excited. Shalom, this is Mike Dinowitz from New York City. Who sponsored today's daf in honor of my 60th birthday. However, I feel compelled to correct the record. I actually did not start with you at Brachas Daf Beis. I actually started in the middle of Brachas. Daf Gimel or something, I don't know. It's all the same. Brachas is Brachas. To me, it's the same. You have to subtract another American from the list. You're now down to three guys who started at MDY. No, I was saying at that show, not in America. There's hundreds. Being a person with no yeshiva background whatsoever, learning Gemara has always been daunting to me. But you make it accessible, fun, and interesting as possible before taking on the dive with you. I never finished any safer, any safer before in my life. And now I hit 60 today, the 10th of the year. It's my actual birthday. I can proudly say that I've completed 11 Mesechtas of Gemara. You too, Benny. Bezer Hashem, 11 Mesechtas of Gemara. If you would be listening, you know what I'm talking about. Mike Dinowitz. Yitzchak Rosenberg says, you mentioned that today's shir for Hasidim to send in some pictures. Thank you for your shir. They sent it from Monroe. Monroe, they sent in the guy himself. But here's the picture of Yitzchak Rosenberg with me and I see Akiva Solkowitz and a few other Gavaldike guys over there. This is Mark Ashkenazi all the way on the left. Uncle Phil in the green. With Glenn Ackerman, all the way on the right. His daughter's like Olympic. What did he show me? This chair? This chair has to go away, he says. Okay. Next. Netanel Dadun. I would like to thank all the MDY team. I'm a Dafyomi Magi cheer in Givat Ze'ev. I've been giving cheer to a small group in Hebrew since Sukkah. I was introduced to MDY before you vomit my good friend David Cantor, the one I, who gave me Sandikos. Ravelli's unique spirit and love of Torah learning is contagious. I always listen to the shir, da, 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 charts myself. From the end of the first paragraph, I've been receiving uh, the PDFs that you send out in the email. I use them every day. It helps me prepare the shir. They love it. The picture charts, funny cartoons. MDYs improved our shir. And now they benefit Yidin learning in Hebrew as well. Please pass on to Ravelli as fans and followers in Givat Ze'ev, including the Israeli Hebrew branch of the MDY. I feel part of MDY's family. Especially when the kids in the shir point out in the corner of the screen to the MDY logo and ask me, Mazak Katufkan Bapina Baanglit. I wish Ravelli and the MDY team to be blessed. Tyra, wishing you all the best. Love and respect. Netanel Dadon, he's a Magichir. This is Rufur Shlemet, our dearest Tatin Zaidi, Jack Warman, who fell. He, remember, I showed a picture of him at his grandson's chasana, had a nasty fall, it says here. So he's in the hospital. Well, no, you, missed the day. You, you haven't missed a day since the new Daf Yomi Sakasar with Rebelli. What better way to be Mechazak you? Here's another guy. Start from Brachas Daf Beis. Show you a mommy, our love and care. and want to watch you, wish you were full Shlema through this sheer love. The, how do you pronounce that? Uh, Ipkasis, something like that. I, I don't know. I'm terrible at this. Rosenberg, Oritz, and Warman families. Ellie Friedman. Your star Talmud, Mayor Kravetsky, works for me. He talks about Yeshirim all the time. In two weeks, immersion. listen to this, Rabbi Isai. The 900 streak thing is a joke. I'm celebrating 10 straight years 
without, without ever missing a daf. Oh, I just realized, we're learning the sugi of 10 straight years not having a child. 10 straight years without missing a daf. I never overslept. I've come to this year, no matter what. It's not a simple task. I came no matter what. Anyways, our family's making aliyah to Harbi summer. Looking forward to joining you. Ellie Friedman, he's one of those guys. He's going to sit in a seat and not move for the next 10 years. President something. Oh, you have a shtickle uh, audio for me? This Rabois is a tremendous Kedush Hashem. This is a bus that goes from Lakewood to Manhattan every day. They daven and they learn. The Kala Torah on this bus is insane. Check this out. You ready? Here we go. Nice and loud. He's pointing to the guy in the corner who's doing the daf. The rest of the guys, they're, not, they're probably not doing the daf. They're, they're, learning, they're learning Eon or something. Listen. Hashtag MDY. Hashtag Masman of the Bus. Hashtag BNH. Hashtag Bensi. Bensi Riegler in the corner is learning. The rest of the guys are staggering away. Unbelievable. All right. This month's sponsor for the Koilo is the COVID, the Schushi Duchim. One day, anonymous as a schos for Yeshua Leo Ben Sipoiro to find the Shidduch Bekarov. Paras Achoydish, Lilin Nishmas, Rav Zachary, Shimon Akoyim, Balashtin says another guy. I hope it's another guy. Is it the third guy? It's the same guy. Same guy. <laughs> he could eat three days of meat now. Lilin Nishmas, Rav Zachary, Shimon Akoyim, Balashtin, Zechitzadik, Lebrocha, by his kids. Paras Achoydish is a schos to Aaron's at Slocha to you. And the video editor at Slocha continuation, not missing a shear. The Zechitzadik was a reverb, Mizro Ben Yomen. Paras Achoydish, Aaron Freeman is chus continuing Parnassos. He had the Shmaya Naslach the Rebellish. Goya, Paras Achoydish, the Boyer family, Lili Nishmas Rebbeli Yo Ben Rebbe Avram Neiri Yair Weinberg Olav Hashalom. Dear family friend who only passed away at the age of fifty-nine. He loved them the white. The Walkinson family, Emen Kemach in Torah, Emen Torah in Kemach. By the lack and love of his family, he's like New Jersey because Torah is the best gula. Paras Achoydish, anonymously, Lili Nishmas Chay Bas Yosef. Paras Achoydish, anonymously. As a Karsat Toiv Hashem, and as a Schus, with the new held in Bracha. Happy anniversary, Elin Talia Ereich. And happy birthday, Shmuel Babich. From Hech. Revo Shlemet, our dearest Tati and Zaydi that we said already. And turning the daf. No, that we said already. We're going to say tomorrow. Rabbi Yisai, here we go. Today is Daf Samach Vovah Medalev, brand new Perik, brand new start. Tell your friends to join. The official mission is sponsored by Anonymous for a schus for my wife and children. Givalk idea. I mentioned yesterday in Shir that if you want to do Chazara, you just grab one of the Masechtas and you put it on one and a half speed and you go through a whole Masechta quickly like Megillah. No, I'm fixed, wrote me in the middle of the day. He goes, I took your advice, I'm starting. So then I took my own advice. I went back to, I, I tried to learn Daf Chovzayin and it wasn't going well. And then in the middle of the Shir, I said that the Belzer said that it's the hardest Daf in Yivamas. I didn't realize it then. It was almost new to me, you know, because if something is like more than a week old. So I put on the Shir, two speed. It's less than a half hour, you know. It's shmaka stuff. So try it out. Try any masechta. Do a chazara. Start from the beginning of Yavamas to here. 
It's 30 hours. That's it. 30 hours. Try it out. Let me know how it goes. I have a shayla for the oilam. And if you know the answer, don't answer. But if you don't know the answer, try to answer it. The Biblical Zoo here in Israel, very, very highly recommended. If you come as a guest, you should go check it out. It's different than a lot of zoos. They don't have real cages. They have these wires. You're almost the one in the cage. The animals are kind of in the open. They just jump over that water, whatever it is, they get you. So it's a great place to visit. This is actually one of these things. You go in and pet the monkeys, the whole thing. Who owns these animals? There's one guy in Eretz Yisrael that owns all the animals. Do you guys know who it is? So it's a private guy. Anybody? The answer is, no, his name is Karp. He lives in Batyam. And the reason why he owns all the animals is because he's a Kayan. So they were him. And therefore, all the animals could eat truma. And that's so, you take truma samaisris. Truma is 1% of all the produce, right here. Chart, here we go. If you have produce, you have to give the kayan 1, 2%. 2% is better. There's no shear. It could really be one apple for a million, but they said 2% is, is nice. So now you have 2% of millions of apples and bananas and all this stuff. What do you do with it? They give it to the zoo where they sell it for bupkis. So the owner must be a kayan, and therefore the kayan's animals get to eat this truma. It's a great idea. So, huh? Yeah, it's the bigger amount. Yeah, because it's 10% of, of the 10%. Okay. Now, so it adds up, Menachem saying, because it's, it's really 10% of 10%. Yeah, but it's not, it's not really 10%, of 10% of 9.8%. Okay. And I asked the, the, the fellow who told this to me once, I said, so what does he get by owning it? He said, oh, he gets to go to the zoo for free once a year. <laughs> the second time he has to pay. Shmah. It comes out of Chiddush here. When I was a kid, and I, I probably mentioned this because it's one of my favorite things. When I was a kid, I used to go to the Petach Tikva Zoo all the time and by myself. I don't know how in the world my parents let me go. I was 10 years old. Get on a bus. The first time I didn't even know where to go and I had to like find it and I didn't know how to get home. I go from Bnei Brak to Petach Tikva. They had a chimpanzee there that was a trained chimpanzee. He was in a circus and his name was Joni. If you knew how to get him upset and I was very good at it, <laughs> he would put on a show like, it was a show out of anger, but for me, it was a great show. So one of the things he would do is he would climb to the top of the cage and throw apples at you really hard. And he, he'd spray water at you. He had a water hole. And he'd like, eh, you have to make him really, really angry. Like get him in the head with a rock or something. No, never. But if you threw like a cigarette at him, picked it up and smoke it backwards, the whole thing is great. And now I'm thinking to myself, those, those apples are truma. So you got to be very careful. You can't eat it. Like if it was a geshmaka apple or something. Not that anybody would eat a chimpanzee's apple. Fine. Zakht the Mishnah. So now we know about truma a little bit. We need to know two things before we start the Mishnah. When a woman gets married and she has, let's say, she owns nursing homes. We've discussed this many times. Just to be clear. She owns, she has, she has, uh, she has the chasm. So let's say she owns a nursing home. Who gets to use the nursing home? Who owns the nursing home when she comes into the marriage? So there's two options. Either she comes in with nichsei milug or nichsei tzayim barzel. It's the same. They're all the same. It's the, depending on her, 
how she wants to allocate her nechassim. If she doesn't say anything, they automatically become melug. If she says something and she puts it in her aksu, it becomes tzoyim barzal. What's the difference? Tzoyim barzal means that she tells her husband that he is responsible, he has a chrayis. And therefore, in both cases, the husband gets to use and gets the profits. The profits of the nursing home go to the husband. We discussed why, because he's chayiv to the, the, the whole thing. But he, if he has a chrayis, meaning if the value of the nursing home drops, the city, the, the government stops paying for, for patients the way they used to pay. It happens, it's a cycle, right? And they get divorced. The husband, as she came in, the nursing home was worth $10 million. Now it's worth eight. So the husband has to give out of his pocket. He has to pay her $2 million cash because it's Tsoyim Barzal. He took responsibility and a chrayis on the nursing home. Now the Gemara is going to discuss today, since he took responsibility, who, who owns the nursing home? Do we view the husband as the pure owner or not? It seems like he, he's not the owner. He just takes a chrayis. It's a big achrayis. Nah, nah, it's not a whole different thing. Yeah, let's not confuse ourselves here. And Milug, the regular one without any, anything in the ksuba, the husband gets to enjoy the produce, the benefits, but he doesn't have a achrayis. So if the nursing home goes down in value, she takes the hit. In the other way around, if the Tsoyim Barzil, since he takes a chrayis, if the nursing home goes up in value, now it's worth $20 million, the husband takes $10 million in his pocket, then he gives her the nursing home like that. So therefore, says the Mishnah, As we know, these are illegal marriages. Koin Gadol cannot marry an Almana. And if he does, he renders her a Chalala. A regular coin cannot marry a divorcee, and if he marries her, she becomes a chalal. Now, she comes in with her belongings. Father gave her slaves. She goes to Chasana, you need a, you need a cleaning lady, or this, here, Avadim. So, if they're milog, or Tzayim Barzel, Avdi milog, lo yoichlu be'etruma, since she Who's the owner of the Malug? He doesn't take responsibility. He gets to benefit from the slave. But who owns the slave? The woman. And the woman is what? A halala. So since she cannot eat in truma, her slave doesn't eat truma. She can eat. She's the owner. She can't have truma. A halala, she's a defiled. I have a, a good friend who's a halal. Why? Because his, his father is about tshuva and his mother is about tshuva. And they told him that they were with Goyim or whatever beforehand and he's a chalal. He cannot get an aliyah. He, forever, all his kids. So it happens to be the, what? No, he's a chalal. He's the son of a kayan. And the parents get divorced. The father who's not living now with a zayna, halachic zayna, he gets an aliyah. And everybody in Shul says, what's going on here? The fa- you're, you're his, you're, that's the father? Yeah, that's the father. He gets an aliyah. The son, who's a chal, does not get an aliyah. What? Right, you can't get a Yeah, not, not aliyah. I don't mean an aliyah. Oh, that's what you're saying? Oh, sorry. Yeah, of course. He cannot get kayan. That's what I meant. He can't get kayan, but he can get Yisrael. He's like a regular guy. 
Yeah. I told him not to put it in the in the Belzer thing. <laughs> under Chalal. Yeah. The Chalal category. Fine. So she becomes a Chalala because she married the Kain Gadol. Or she married the regular Kain because she's a Grusha. She cannot eat Truma. So her slaves that are considered hers because they're Nechsi Melug also don't eat. However... So in Barzil, since he takes responsibility on these slaves, they become like his to a point. He owns them somewhat. They can eat truma. They could eat truma. Just like those animals in the zoo. You have Nechazim. Here, let me go back to this. Here. Anything that a kain acquires, you acquire a wife with kiddushin, you acquire a behema, you acquire an eved. Chasrol, not to put the wife in that category, but it's a, an acquire. You acquire her. She because she's muta to eat truma if she's if she's a regular woman. Fine. Veiluhein avdi melug. What's a, a regular melug? Imesu mesu law. If the slave dies, it's her loss. Bimoisiru. If they have children and they become they become more valuable, hoisiru law. They drafted this Eved to the MBA. She gets the benefits. Now, she's the Kayan's wife. He has to support her and the slaves. No, they're considered hers. You have to feed them the more expensive stuff. What is it? Since he takes full responsibility, so when they die, it's his responsibility. He has to give her a slave like she came into the marriage. They married for 30 years. The slave died at old, for, at, uh, with old age. What's the Lashen? Out of old age, whatever Lashen is. Mesu Loi. When he came in, he was a young guy and he was very valuable. That's what he has to pay. He gets all the benefits of the Shvach. Since he's responsible, they're like his slaves. And therefore, since he eats Truma, the slaves also eat Truma. If Israelis gets married to a Kayan, now, based on this positive, she gets to eat Truma, and she brought in slaves. These belong to her, and she could eat Truma. So, her Avadim eat Truma. What if she comes from a family of Koyhana, but she married Yisrael? The opposite. They're not allowed Says the Gemara. Now we're going to discuss and bring three reasons why. And Almana, the first line of the Mishnah. Almana, who marries a widow who marries a Koyin Gadol. The Mishnah says there's a difference if they're Avdi Melug or Avdi Tzorim Barzil. If they're her slaves, they don't eat. Says the Gemara, Avdi Melug, lo yechlu b'truma, amai. Lehevi kikinyano yishikono kinyin. It should be like the acquired thing, like a slave who buys a slave. If a kain owns a slave and that, kayin, and that slave buys a slave, or in this case, he married a woman and she owns a slave, they should eat. A kain who married a woman, or or he bought slaves, they can eat truma. 
שנאמר וכהן כי יגנה נפש קניין כספוי הוא יאכל בוי. So the קניין כספוי, what you acquire gets the יתרומה. ומנעיין לאישה שקונסה עבודים. But how do you know the next step? The grandchildren of this קניין. ועבודה שקונו עבודים. Now how does a woman acquire a slave? She's in a marriage. Where does she have money from? She has money from Milug. She came into the marriage with a bank account. That's hers. She could buy. How does a slave buy a slave? Shalom Aleichem guest. Should I embarrass you? No. Shalom Aleichem, what's your name? Has she heard from? Lakewood. Lakewood. Wow. Lakewood is on the map. Shalom Aleichem. I won't embarrass you. I won't bring you up here. You know about this bus, this Lakewood Koyla bus? You heard about this Lakewood Koyla bus? No, the, uh, you came late. The, I, no, not, not, not to embarrass, no, I showed a video this morning. Not to embarrass you, embarrass. There was a video of a bus, you'll see it when you do the, the Chazara. There's a bus that they're learning, Mama Shtagging on the bus. They go from Lakewood to Manhattan every morning to the Diamond, you know about it. Koyla bus. The Koyla, it's, Mama's called the Koyla bus, yeah. BN, it's a, it goes to B and H. Oh, that's what he said. Hashtag B and H. I got it. I thought it, maybe he's talking about Baruch Hashem. Okay. Fine. So, how could a slave acquire another slave? The famous thing: if somebody gives him money, everything Any money that a slave makes goes directly to the owner. But if you give him money, al Menashe in the Rabbi Rishus boy, then. On condition, I'm giving you $100 on condition that your master doesn't have any control over it, then it remains the slaves. <coughs> By the way, it's a good, they say in Yeshiva, the Mashgiach always gets up and says, Mashakona Eved Kona Rabbi, that applies to human beings also. Whatever we own and acquire belongs to our master, Baruch Hu. So we don't really have full control over our money. I mean, everybody knows that, but Lasaber Sohizen, just like a slave doesn't have control. We don't have control. So if you have to give tzedakah, you give tzedakah. It's not your option. It's not your money to decide what to do with it. How do we know? We're repeating the pasuk. Now, if you look at the chart, what happened? We, we just said this, this drasha before, a second ago, right, Mendy? How did you learn pshat? Mamish repeating. Look before. It says, and another thing. How do you know the, this other thing that a, a slave that buys a slave could also eat? Oh, same possible. The acquired object or thing or person that bought and also acquired something, the acquired acquired also eats. So how do you see from the possible? So if you look in the bottom of the chart, you can see how you see in the possible. It should say, And the fact that it says, that, 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 that's how we read it. There's too many yikna over here. It should say, Period. What's kinyan kaspoi? So it's as if it says, a double lotion of kinyan. You hear? Again. The positive, let me start from fresh. The Pazik should say, nefesh, hu boy. What's kiyikna nefesh, kinyan kaspo, hu boy? 
The second red part is extra. So the Gemara darshans it, ki yikna kinyan If there's a double kinyan, the slave, ki yikna, who's doing the purchase? The kinyan kaspoi is doing the purchase. The kinyan kaspoi, the slave, the acquired, did a kinyan, bought another slave. Then, he also could eat, like in the bottom in the green. Ki yikna kinyan kaspoi nefesh. Or, let me do it like this. Ki yikna kinyan kaspoi, kama, who did the nefesh? The Kenyan, the, the double Kenyan bought a, bought a slave. No. No, no. He can't. We just say he can't. It's I'm not saying the rabbi just boy. Yeah. Kola says the oh fine. End of story. So the Gemara asks a question. Let these slaves, the woman's slave, the right now they're married. The Kohen Gadol married an Almana. It's a love, but is it a good Kedushin? Yes. So you have here a bad Kedushin, but that worked. Let the slave that's part of this Kedushin eat. It's the slave of the acquired. Let him eat Truma. Says the Gemara, I'll tell you your machel. If the woman herself could eat Truma, then she could give the slave to eat Truma. But since she herself can't eat, she cannot, she can't be the in-between. You have the Kayan, then you have a woman, and then you have a slave. If the woman is blank, she can't eat truma, how does the slave eat truma? The, the slave is only eating truma because of the woman. The woman is not eating. The in-between is, is no good. I'll give you a couple of examples that the in-between doesn't eat. Yet because of an in-between person, somebody else does eat. We're talking about it. Hemophilia. You have a, a guy who can't have a bris, Nebuch. All his relatives die from a bris. He doesn't have a bris. He's a kayan. So he himself is ushered to eat truma. But his wife, his slaves, everybody eats truma. What about a kayan that becomes tummy? He cannot eat truma because he's tummy. He has to go to the mikvah, do the whole process, then eat. Imagine if a kain becomes Tomei, his slaves can't eat. It will be a disaster. He becomes Tomei, he has to make announcements, find every slave he owns in every corner of the world, in every factory, he has to start, it's Meshuggah. It doesn't work like that. A kain, the slave, always eats. The master, for a few days, can't eat until he goes to the mikvah, until he takes care of business, he can't eat. But you have a situation where all the slaves are eating because of the master, and the master himself doesn't eat. So you see that you, your, your sight is a little off. You're telling me that in order for a slave to eat, the master, his balabas has to be able to eat. It's not true. It says the Gemara, beautiful. It's not a good sushtel. When the master is Tomei, when the master is Aurel, so it's a side thing that, that's preventing him from eating truma. He himself is in the parish of truma. He just has... He has a, a boo-boo on his tongue. Something's wrong with his tongue. He has, a, he has a toothache. He can't chew. He has to go to the mikvah. But he himself, he's a person that's typically right to go teach Rumah. Just today he has tumah. Today he's an aro. If he takes that medicine, I don't know what it's called, Dr. Factor, that they give these, uh, the hemophilias, then... Factor 5. Factor 8. Factor 8. It's the no, it's named after the both of us. Dr. Factor and eight minute daf. Ten percent. 
So if he takes his factor eight, he could get a mila right now. Takes a factor eight, boom. So mila, it's not a good comparison. This woman, she's a halala, she can never ever eat truma in her life. So how in the world is she going to allow her slaves through her to eat truma? If the master, he just has to go to the mikvah, no, he has a toothache, it's a technical problem. A who? Ancillary reason. Ancillary reason. Ach, leave that out. Next part, I'm sure we'll have to deal with that. Humayu Kavlu. The Chavetz Chaim says, a zgul from the Chavetz Chaim. If somebody has toothaches, which are, are very painful, you don't talk Lashonari, he says, it's a zgul for toothaches. One time, I heard this mice, I don't know how, I guess it's, he told one of his Talmudim, he said, look in my mouth and count my teeth. He was in his 90s. And the Talmud looked, he was very embarrassed. The Talmud said, no, I can't. But Chavetz Chaim said, says, he started counting. He had all his teeth. He said, when you don't talk Lashon Hara, even in your, it doesn't pass so much for the Chavetz Chaim story, but that's what they say. Okay. Pumai Kavlu. If you don't talk Lashon Hara, you don't have Pumai Kavlu. Vare Mamzer. What about a Mamzer? She'ein oichel umachel. Here's the case, Rabbi Yisai. By the way, oh, this is Nechzei Tzayim Barzal. Okay, here's the story. You have a Koyen who marries a Bas Yisrael, a Yisraelis. And they have a daughter, whatever you want to call her, call her Dina. Dina is not such a great person. She goes ahead and she marries a Mamzer. I guess we don't need this Daniel guy anymore. It was a one-time story, maybe later on, who knows. So, Daniel is a shtick mamzer, and he marries a bas koyen. Now, if you look at it right now, Leah, who married a koyen, she could eat truma, right? A bas Yisrael who marries a koyen could eat truma. When the koyen dies, she could eat truma as long as she has zera. So now, the next case is, they have a child, the mamzer has a, a child. Now a mamzer has a child, the little guy is a mamzer. So the halacha is that even though the koyin died and the daughter died, both of them died, and there's a little mamzer running around the world, but he's the zera, the offspring of descendant. Thank you, the descendant of the koyin. The grandmother, all the way on the top, Miss Leah, she can eat truma. I, the mamzer himself, the little guy cannot eat truma. So you see that you don't have to be able to eat truma. You could let other people eat truma because of you, even though you yourself don't eat truma. Mamzer doesn't eat truma. Rashi points out that it was not necessary to say a case of a mamzer. He says, even this case, even when a normal Yisrael married the woman, and they had a child, and the little guy's Yisrael, it's the same point. Even though the Yisrael doesn't eat truma, yet he allows his grandmother to eat truma. So why did the Gemara say such an extreme case of a mamzer? Because that's the case in the Mishnah, says Rashi. It doesn't have to be like that. It could even be this case. Great. Virava Omar. Okay. Omar, sorry. Omar so the first Pshan is Ravina. Kinyin Oichel Ka'amar. We're not talking about, you ask me a question. I'm telling you that the, the person himself, the, the first one in line, Kinyin Oichel Ka'amar, the, the first one, 
כי אין אוכל מאכל, שאין אוכל, אין אוכל מאכל. No, she does have to be able to eat truma. The mamzer is a, a third generation. We're not talking about that. On the first generation, in order to be machal, your slaves, you must be able to eat truma. That's answer number one. V'rav Omar, he says another pshat. You know what? You're right. Your question is a good question. The woman that comes into marriage with avadim, that are mnichsim, and look, they're her avadim, they should be able to eat midaraisa on a deraisa level. Rabbanon, the Gazi, Rabbanon said, they shouldn't need, they should toymar, ani, any ochelis. We want to make her feel bad. We want her to realize what's going on. She's sitting at a Shabbos table with her husband. He's eating his chont. She has to eat her, another chont that the slaves eat. Everything he eats, the grapefruit with the sugar, remember that? He eats one type, she eats the other type. So she's saying to herself, I don't eat. Oh, I must be Zoyne Yetzlein. He must consider me a Zoyna. Let's get out of here. I need to get out of this marriage. And I'll help the Kayin Gadol divorce her. If the slaves that are Niximilug would eat, we don't need this chart anymore. If the slaves will eat while she's alive, then, or, and because of her, then the, they'll come to eat after the coin Gadol dies. Says the Gemara, Elamato Bas Yisrael, Shanisa the coin. So then you have the same problem any single time a Yisraelis marries a coin. Like the Achel. She shouldn't be able to feed her slaves. Gzeri Shem Atachel Achel Misa. Tosis has a bomb kasha here. What's the connection? When a Bas Yisrael is married to a coin, beautiful kasha, Tosis says. I'm just saying it for the beauty of it. When a Bas Yisrael marries a Koyen, she eats truma, eats truma, eats truma. Then her husband dies. She stops eating truma that minute. At the Levaya, she stops eating truma. So she's not going to make the mistake and continue giving her slaves truma. But in our case, she herself never ate truma. She's not allowed to eat truma. She's a halala. So her slaves were eating truma when her husband was alive. She'll continue giving truma. Fine. Says the Gemara, El Rashi, we're talking about that this almana that married a kohen gadol, she was an almana beforehand. She's a widow. Uh, I'm sorry, she's a kohenes herself. She's almana kohenes. So that's the She's going to be moireheter. She'll justify her actions. What is she going to say? When my husband died, I ate truma. I was a widow, I ate truma. Why? Because my father's a kind. I went back to my father's house, I'm allowed to eat truma when, when my husband dies. In <clears throat> I got married to this kind Godol. Achle bit truma, I continue eating truma. The Gavroi, because of my husband, the kind Godol. And now, nothing changed. I was eating, I kept on eating, I'm going to continue eating. 
She doesn't realize that she ruined it for herself by becoming a halala. I'm sorry. Before she was loy shavisa, she was not a halala. Now she became a halala. So that's great teretz. Your teretz only works if she herself was a koyen. What about a regular widow? Once we say that there's a koyhenes, almana, who has a problem, she's not going to realize that something changed there and that she became a halala. So we penalized all widows. Itmar. Now let's go into what happens with Nuxim Melug, Nuxim Barzil. Who owns what? Hamachnes is Shum Labayla. Shum means an evaluation. Because when you bring in Nuxim Tsoim Barzil, you have to evaluate it. How much is this nursing home worth? How do you know? I said it's worth $10 million. How do you know? You have to bring an appraiser to appraise it. So you have to do an appraisal. You have to do an evaluation. So Shum Labayla means Nuxim Tsoim Barzil. Here, Meres, Kayla, and you tell us. So let's say, forget about a nursing home for a second. She comes in with all the furniture. The chandeliers, the furniture, everything. I'm not in the mood of replacing chandeliers now. I have to go to Home Depot and da, 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 get people to hang it up. Here's $20,000. All the furniture is mine. She says, no. It has a lot of, uh, what's that word? Sentimental value. Thank you. Sentimental value. Who owns what? Because of that Shaila that he took such a Christ. Maybe it says, Rabbi Yehuda Omar Hadini Mo. Rabbi Omar Hadini Mo. Rabbi Yehuda says, and this is how we're going to pass it. The halacha is, she brought it in, she takes it out. Sponsored by Moshe Horn in honor of the gold star multi donut. Sponsored in honor of the from Moshe Yaakov Ben Shoshana and both Ruchlings and Gashmis. <coughs> What's the pshat? What's the svar? There's a certain covet that comes in. Sentimental, covet, call whatever you want. The father said, here, take these slaves, take these chandeliers, they're in the family for 400 years. You bring it into your marriage. She wants it, she wants to take it back. When she goes back to her father's house, she wants to come back with the stuff. If they went up in value and down in value, everything is... It's his problem or his gain. Says Rabami that it goes by Achrayas. Achrayas shows ownership. Since going down in value, going up in value, everything has to do with the, with the husband. So they're his. Where in the mission does it say anything about that they're his? It all says. You go to her to rent a car. You rent a car. You sign. I take full responsibility of all damages, all this, all that. Does that mean if you like the car, you can just go to Hertz and give them $20,000? It's the middle of COVID now. You can't get a car anywhere, right? And the, the value, it's above um, uh, the suggested. Uh, I'm going to go to Hertz. I like this car. I'm giving you blue book value, whatever it's called. It doesn't work like that. You're, yeah, you have a chryas. You, you bust the tire, you have to pay for it. But it's not yours. Achrayis doesn't translate to ownership. The Cholek, the Chayi B'Achirusan, says Gemara, okay. But if that's the case, if the husband doesn't really own it, what does he have here? Achrayis, responsibility. The Cholek, the Chayi B'Achirusan, Achli B'Truma, is that enough to enable the slaves to eat Truma? Why is that enough? This is Givalika stuff. Ownership, who owns what, based on what and how. Woman comes in with stuff. You have to think about these things. 
rings, diamonds, jewelry, who owns? He gave it to her. Could he grab it off? There's a whole need in there. Could he grab it off her finger and sell it because they, they need money? No. He gave it to her to wear his jewelry. It's her. Different thing. Oh, I have a great picture for this. I didn't realize it. The search. Here. If you rent a cow. But in this case, you never really, they say it's, uh, you can rent one of these um, storage things. Okay, whatever. Rent a cow. Guy rented a cow. Rented a car. It's like renting a car. Same thing as today. How do you fill up fuel? Could you fill the fuel up in the cow with truma? Who owns it? The Yisrael rented it. Mikoyen. Harezi yachileno kavshine truma. Here, kavshinim vetch type of a bean. Since the actual owner is the koyen, so you can feed the koyen's animal with truma. I, today, it's in my possession. I can do whatever I want. I can drive 100 miles an hour, go on sidewalks, spin the car. But the fuel could be the koyen's. Says Gemara, however, the reverse, same halacha. But if the Kayan rented it from Yisrael, even though he has his chayif to fill it up with fuel and feed it. In other words, what does that mean? What does that translate to us? Chayif and achrayus. So what do you see over here? You can't feed it truma. So how come in our mission, chayif achrayus, he's chayif and responsible on the slaves. They died, they did this, that he has to pay. And he could feed Truma. So you see, Chayv. So what is it? Which one is it? <coughs> Says the Gemara. Wait a minute. A guy that rents a car or a cow, what is he Chayv? He's Chayv in some Achrayis, correct. But how much? Begneva and Aveda, which is the lowest level. It, you have to make sure nobody steals it. You have to make sure it doesn't get lost. You can't come to the rental company, oh, I forgot why I parked it. It doesn't work like that. But, but on sale, if the engine goes out, it went down in value. Things in the actual cow, it got weak and old. That you don't have to pay the difference when you rent a cow? You're out of there. Uh, well, that's similar to something else. Again, he went to rent a cow. And he did an evaluation. So the, 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 the Yisrael who rented it from a Kayan, now the Dalach is reversed. Because now he took full responsibility. He evaluated it. In other words, when he returns it, he has to return it exactly like he got it. And if it goes down in value, the cow, he has to pay that difference. It's not like renting a car. Now he took serious achrayas. That's similar to what? To our Mishnah. That's an achrayas on a whole different level. That's not achrayas of Gnei That's achrayas on Kichosh and everything. Mimela, even though the real owner is a Kayan, he cannot feed it truma. And the opposite, this is the Chiddush, or this will understand even better. What if the reverse? Hurts is owned by Yisrael. And he goes into the Kayan and he does an evaluation. Then it's like mamish the koyans, and then he could feed it. And the in our Mishnah. So, what do you see? In our Mishnah, the koyan took full responsibility, and he has to, and he could feed the, the slaves, whatever. But who owns it? Who owns a slave? The woman still owns a slave. Has nothing to do with the achrayis. So in Mela, 
the husband is going to have to give back the chandeliers and give back everything. He can't just pay for it. Yosef, Rabbi, Rav Yosef, Bishili, Pirka, the Rav Nachman. Rabbi and Rav Yosef were there after the Shir of Rav Nachman. The Yasef Kamri. And they're sitting and saying, the Yaivet says, very interesting, that during the Shir they weren't allowed to ask questions. You hear this, Dr. Factor? Couldn't open your mouth during Shir. <laughs> after Shir, then all of a sudden, Yosef Kamri. And he also says that they sat, they used to stand during Shir. We learned that they were in circles, maybe it means more Chashim. Fine, stand up, Dr. Factor. Yasef Kamri. I have a raya in both directions that the nichsei tzayim barzel, according to Rav Yehuda, it's the wives, according to Rav Ami, it's the husbands. I have a raya to both directions. I have a slave. The halacha is a slave that you by mistake poke out his eye or a tooth or let's say cut off his ear, something that's visible, the slave goes out right away. The husband who didn't purchase the slaves, it came in in the marriage, he pokes out the slave's eye, boom, goes out. The woman who brings these slaves in, she comes in like a big hacker. Oh, look at my father's slaves. I'm going, eh. She pokes out the tooth, breaks the tooth, nothing happens. Why? You see from here, who's the owner? Who's the real owner? The person that takes a chrayas. Okay, great raya that it goes, like Rabami, that it goes to the husband. What is shum? Again, Rabbi, so what is shum mean? Not garlic. Evaluation, but what kind? Because you have to evaluate it. He doesn't have the right to sell like Rabbi Huda that it's owned by the woman. What if it's the reverse? He brings in like a gift or something. He says, here, this is yours. You take a Christ on it. You get the benefit from it. If one or the other, over here, put it in, right in your Gemara, it doesn't mean both, it means one or the other. That's just the way it is. Usually you sell your diamond ring when you need it, just to have food on the table. This is a crazy story. This is Chutzpah. Listen to this. The husband takes the wife's slaves, goes to the marketplace, sells off the slaves for $50,000. Two weeks later, he comes back to the guy and says, listen, I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to sell it to you. You know, they're really my wives. I didn't tell you. Give me back the slaves. He takes back the slaves. I think it's a tremendous chutzpah. But that's the halacha, because he sold it without permission. He has the right to go back and take it from him. Huh? Yeah, of course he has to pay him back. Ah, oh, chutzpah, he got attached to the slave. He finally found a good help. Garnished. Fine. So what's going on here? What? The, it goes, it's, it's the woman's. Tzoyim Barzal, the woman's. But what about this bride we just mentioned? Great riot to Rebami. I've got this time to Rebami. Mr. Abitami, the Rebbe Yehuda. I like Rebbe Yehuda. Because of the honor of the father. That's how he brought it in. Let's just do the story real quickly. It's, it's the same thing. It's very easy. A woman comes into the marriage with a beautiful... Silk thing in those days, imagine what it cost to make a, a, a garment that is silk handmade, thousands. And she put in the ksuva that it's hers. It's soim barzan, shachiv. The guy dies, the husband dies. Shaklu yasme. So they said, you know what? She's going to take it. We're not going to let that happen. They took it, upersua misna. They took it and they put it on top of the dead person. Omerava, kanya misna. The tachrichim are asur bahana. Just like Hegdish, we learned that out from this, from the Egla Arufa, 
Just like Egel Arufa is Asabana, so too anything that goes on a dead person. And that's it. Um, the halacha is here in this saying. The halacha is like Rebuda. It's the wives. How did the Yisoyim have the right to take something that doesn't belong to them and put it on a dead person? Even if they did so, you could take it off the dead person. It doesn't come also by no, unless you own it. The wife never collected it. She's missing the collection. Yes, you're right. It's hers. You're right, they have to pay for it, but she never collected it, and therefore it's as if it's in their possession and they have the right to ask Rabbanah. Have a wonderful day. Shkoyach for coming.